Welcome to the Branding with Video podcast, your one-stop shop to take your brand to the next level. If you're ready to learn the best tips and tricks in the industry to dominate your brand and become legendary, you've come to the right place. So strap in, listen up, and let's do this. Just roll with it and focus on where you want to be and then make sure that you're not settling for where you are, but you know, always being a little bit better. Any change is hard. For creative people, we, we see the plus of a business and see mm-hmm. how essential it can be at changing your life. Like yeah. for me, yeah, my first business I started when I was 12. And so like this mm-hmm. has been something that's been in me and I'm a great employee until I'm the best and then I'm the worst employee because I've realized I can be the best right, right. <laughs> and I don't care anymore. And so business mm-hmm. has always been something where like I'm always growing, I'm always learning. It's always something different. I can always shift and change and do things. And so where I'm at working with clients, it's always a challenge, but it's always a challenge that I'm excited for, but that doesn't fulfill me creatively. Like I have to have some sort of passion, something. Yeah. And I don't know how you think about this, but I'm like, oh, it has to be what I do for work has to be what I do for my passion and like align them instead of pulling the the good things from my work and, you know, kind of the bad things from trying to fulfill passion and like separating the two. So this is work that's still pretty enjoyable, but it's work. Mm -hmm. And this is passion that's just like, I don't have to be paid for this. Like I can just do this because I like it and it fuels me. Um, I don't know if you have the same view on that, but like, I feel like that's really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I kind of, I relate to that too. Um, Just because it's like, sometimes a lot of people put that pressure on themselves. Like, Oh dude, like my passion has to align with like what I do for work. But it's like, I think it's more so about the journey and about like experiencing like a, a wider, array of, of different types of stuff and then you find your passion from there because like something can always just change like on the dime and i think yeah the more new stuff you do the more you expose yourself to like new experiences like you'll be able to really find that that passion like quick yeah i like that yeah, yeah. so a question i have because I, I went through this as well like you said on your channel you would make videos mm-hmm. you'd like it it was fulfilling and then it wasn't. Is it because yeah. like you feel the need to be able to get paid from those videos? And so you're like talking about products and mm-hmm. topics that maybe you wouldn't if you're like, I really don't care if I ever get paid from this. I'm just gonna talk <laughs> about what I want to or yeah, yeah. like that for me, that's huge. But like, why do you not continue with the passion for that content? Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's kind of like a, a, a mixture of like, oh man, I got to shoot another video today. And then you think about, or I think about like my business, I have to put a lot of time and energy in that and just trying to find the time to shoot my own content. And then at the same time, the, the paid thing is it's like, let's be honest, dude. Every, everybody wants to be monetized like on, on YouTube, right? Everyone wants to be able to do that as a living. And then when you don't really see those results, you're kind of just like, ah, oh, that's kind of, is, is what I'm doing working? Should I change it? So it's kind of like a combination of everything. Yeah. And I think like if you get, Evan says this all the time, it's like if you were getting paid for it, you'd be passionate about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, dude. Yeah. Like, yep. Okay. Cool. Like I get that. Sometimes yeah. I try to lie to myself like, no, even if I was getting paid for it, I wouldn't love that. <laughs> Nine times out of 10, that's not true. It's just me lying yeah. to myself. No, Sometimes it is true, but just mm. default to like, no, if I was getting paid for this, I'd probably like it a lot more. Yeah. But big thing that I've learned is if you have a business that takes care of everything monetarily and you never have to make a dime from the content, like it took me a long time to wrap my brain around this actually being a thing. It's like, Oh, revenue's up, revenue's up, revenue's up. I'm like, would I like to be paid for this 
like this stuff over here? Yeah, but do I need to be? No. So it's like, I mean, we were talking like I, I'm joining up with generative, if I can say that word right, grass-fed, grass-finished beef ranch. That's 30 miles from me. And I have Colorado Barbecue Boys is one of the channels. It's just a hobby channel. But like if I can get free beef for my family forever, like that's worth content. Plus I can make fun yeah. videos with my friends. I get a like get cuts from them that most people don't buy or know about. And like I, we, we went and picked up an eighth of a cow and it's like, here's a top round and you don't get a bottom round, but you get an arm roast. I'm like, what's i don't know the difference <laughs> like like i and i i'm fascinated by that i like that i think that's cool i would love to learn how to cook all of these cuts because i think it's fun some people are just like that's the dumbest thing ever just give me good food i don't care but i can find that and be okay not getting paid and just be okay with like hey here's some free stuff go enjoy it and i'm like that's cool that's awesome it costs me a little bit of money in editing and things to do that but i don't have to be paid like i, I can just enjoy it but if you have like if you f if you're struggling over here the passion feels like it has to also make money and maybe you're able to disconnect that but i i wasn't able to say hey this doesn't have to pay me it just needs to be enjoyable that's kind of what it sounds like on your end so yeah, probably. I think, yeah, at the end of the day, you just, yeah, you want to enjoy what you're doing, right? So mm -hmm. I think it's like, like, for example, when I was doing like the golf stuff, like yeah, that, that joy disappeared quick when winter came along here and it's yeah. like, I couldn't go outside anymore. Mm -hmm. I couldn't shoot golf content. I'm just like, dude, what am I going to yeah gonna do? So Break out like, the putting uh, mat. I have to do a yeah. video. <laughs> exactly. So I ended up doing like putting drills inside the house. I mean, one of the videos did well, but it's like, dude, I want to be able to like shoot vlogs and and like mm. go out and just do it. And so, um, yeah, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of the journey, man. I think it supplies everybody listening. Like it's, it's not, I mean, we love creating videos, so that's what we're talking about, but everybody has a passion. And it's like it as a business minded person, you don't have to monetize that passion. So, um, you said podcasts are something you like to do. If it never made money ever, and you never have to worry about that as interviewing other people, like, is that still something you would do? Um, I mean, if it's not like podcasting, there's a way to get clients that way. And so that's an right. angle that you would be passionate about because you're getting paid to do. But mm -hmm. there's also an arm of like, I'm just doing this for fun. So I don't know podcasting is the potential clients or if it's just just fun for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do enjoy um, doing it. I mean, we're, we're doing this for free. So it's yeah. like, so it's kind of, um, I have that, uh, had this. I mean, if, even if we did this forever, that'd be, that'd be awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, and now it's just kind of like locking down like the, the, the subject matter, you know, I'm kind of leaning towards like entrepreneurship business just to like, kind of, kind of take your, your, uh, advice as far as like getting clients that way. Mm -hmm. But at the same time for me, like I'm extremely passionate about sports. Like if I had one love, like my wife tells me all the time, like when we're watching sports, like I'm able to rattle off like all these stats, like contracts of different players. And she's like, dude, if you could like, she was like, dude, I wish you had that same energy into what you're doing now, or you could somehow like monetize it because you'd be making like, you'd be making like a lot of money right now. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, I'm kind of figuring out like, okay, should I focus more on sports? Should I focus on entrepreneurship or should I just take the time to like kind of navigate and find my niche and just interview different types of people? Cause you look at like Joe Rogan, mm -hmm. I mean, he interviews a whole, a wide array of different types of people. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of like, should I do something like that or should I be more like niche, niche driven? Yeah. And I think the, I, I love the Joe Rogan example because mm -hmm. it illustrates a point that I talk about with clients all the time where it's like the reason Joe Rogan's show does so well is because it's anchored in people loving Joe Rogan. doesn't matter who the guest mm -hmm. is. Yeah. 
like he had he had one of his friends on i can't remember how many times it was it was something ridiculous like yeah. 50 times like same person yeah. just a friend like i'm sure this person is successful in some way it's not just some random person but it's also not someone that everyone knows and those were some of his most successful episodes because they had a repeat guest on. Mm-hmm. Um, but people come back because they get to see Joe. You want the cool guests. You want to hear the stories. You want to hear all the things. But if someone else were doing it and you look at other channels, they probably they don't get as many views or listens because mm-hmm. the show's really anchored in that person. And so right. if you're going to cover everything, you have to be a person that people are like, I want to come back right. and hear their take on that as well. That makes sense. But also if you're okay, never getting paid for it. Like if this is to get clients again, you need to be more targeted. It's like, Hey, I want to work with you. Maybe it's a ton of different industries, but it's targeted in like, Hey, I could potentially work with you as a client. So that's cool. You could have fun doing that and potentially get clients as well. Mm -hmm. But then also there's a sport thing where it's like, Hey, you never have to get paid for that. A lot of chat, like, I don't know if you know the channel what's inside. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they they open up the balls and all uh that. Like that just started as a fun thing with, the, a dad and a son like hey we just want to yeah. cut things apart and see what's in them let's, let's record it now they get like they were sent a rolex to cut <laughs> like cut into it's like oh i don't want to do like it, it built into something like now it takes care of their entire family mm-hmm. it was monetized but the goal from the start wasn't it was i love to do this i want to connect with my son mm-hmm. and then it turned into something right and he had very successful job so he didn't really need it to make money so mm-hmm. if you can take care of the business side and be okay there you, the passion just becomes fun, which again, like I mentioned, I'm getting like mine will get free beef for a long time as long as this goes well, which is a lot of money that we spend each month because I eat a lot of meat. <laughs> like mm-hmm. we talked about a video I'm doing where I'm eating 300 ounces of organs in 30 days. Like that's on top of my other meat that I'm eating. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot. So it saves us a lot that's of money. Awesome. Yeah. There's other I'll things do. that way where yeah. I get free stuff. So it's like, it's awesome. Yeah. It'll it'll pay you, but if you have to be paid in cash because your business is struggling, you're going to push yourself into areas you don't want to be in as far as like just fulfilling that passion. At least that's yeah. my experience because I, I did that over and over and over again. Yeah. And then like also a part of me is going to like, I will, I'm trying to still build up the business. So it's like, I understand that I have to put right for now, I have to put all of my energy into like building that until I get to that point where I can be like, okay. Let's have some fun and do some stuff that are like more passionate, you know? I don't know. For me, if I go too long of grinding in the business, I get burnt out. But if I'm able to like once a week make a video, once every other week make a video, it's like this break of as long as it's the topic I really just I want to talk about that nobody cares to talk about with me. Like I I remember if it was like five years ago, there's a video I watched about protein synthesis. I did my degree in pathophysiology and nutrition, so that's up my alley. But I was talking to my wife about it and she's just like what? what you've been rambling on for 30 minutes about fat man protein synthesis what is going on i'm like <laughs> yeah this is not like right context to talk in depth but i can make a video about it I still talk about things that i like with my wife that's fine but don't ramble on for 30 minutes about in depth like stuff that she doesn't care about like it, context matters but if you make a video it's like oh i was able to like get this out now i can do do work again because i was able to just take a break and, and get that off. So I think sports is great. Like if, especially where your channel um, was started with golf. I don't know how many of you are familiar with Michael's channel, but go check it out if you like golf. Um, and you have a lot of other good like video tips and things like that as well. But I think if you lean into sports, not just golf, because again, you can't golf year round, but you can talk about sports year round. You can talk about fitness and yeah, I don't know, playing sports as an adult. Like we don't get to be competitive athletes anymore. We 
but we still like sports. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still, yeah, I'm still kind of figuring it out, but yeah, huh. it'll come. I know like great ideas always come like when you, when you like never expect it, you know, you're like yeah. taking a shower or like <laughs> cutting the grass or something. You're just uh, like, oh, like, dang, it just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Just like squirrel. Oh, light bulb yeah. moment. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I think that's, it's important. There's, there's life balance here that we in America are terrible at this. Like I was listening to the Nordic theory of everything, like just goes over how Nordic countries run things like even, uh, things like maternity leave or like just, just a lot of different things. And I'm like, wow. Like I agree with a lot of things. There's not all of them, but a lot of them like, man, why, why are we so backwards in this part of our life? But it's like having that balance of work and spending time with your loved ones and self time, whether it's your passion or working out or taking care of yourself physically, like whatever that is, like having that balance is key to I mean, being happy. And I spent 2022 way overly focused on my business and I was pretty miserable by the end. I mean, you know, I have Evan that invested in my business and mentors me. And so that helped a ton, but there was just so much of the year that it was, just, it was so rough and there's too much trying to be the best in the world at YouTube consulting and trying to get bigger and bigger clients, which worked. I had some Fortune 500 companies for YouTube, which was awesome, but it was just, it was a slog. Like I, I didn't love, I hated, actually hated those contracts. Like um, <laughs> it was good money, but it, it just wasn't worth it. And so figuring out that balance of, I still enjoy life and I'm taken care of is so freaking hard. That was, that was good good ramble we didn't we didn't even we didn't plan that but we both hopped on and we're like yeah like struggling with this part of my life like how do i have that balance yeah so absolutely so i have a question for you zach so like yeah. you know you have a lot of people out there even i tell my clients sometimes like i mean my whole business is centered around it about creating content mm -hmm. to attract leads right like you want to be posting videos you want to be posting like educational stuff to just make yourself as a, an authority mm-hmm so what, where's the fine line of being doing that? Like, say you own a business, mm -hmm. it's important to do your marketing, right? And I think we're both in agreement that video is like, mm -hmm. that's probably the top of the, the marketing funnel. Yeah. So where's the fine line of creating videos to generate leads for your business? And then also doing videos that you're passionate about. So it's mm -hmm. like, is it one of those things where you ha you should do two separate channels where you like say in my instance, it's like, okay, I want to do content dedicated to uh, getting um, business owners or whatever to work with them. Yeah. And then also another channel where I'll be talking about sports, whether it be opinion or doing reviews or whatever. So mm -hmm. what are your, what are your thoughts on that? For that, it comes down to audience. Like, and the other thing here is not everybody's like you and I where we're creative and we have to create content as like a way to express ourselves and to feel, you know, fulfilled that way. A lot of people are like, I just want to go golf. I just want to go hike. I just want to like, I'll go to a nice restaurant. I don't care about making videos. I'm making videos because it grows my business. So if you're in that space, like you don't need to worry about making content. But if you are in our space where it's like, hey, I love making videos and I need to make something I'm passionate about. It comes down to the audience. Like is your audience who are potential clients, are they actually someone who is interested in and would want to watch the passion project that you're talking about? So if those two don't overlap, it's two different audiences. So it needs to be two different channels. We talked about your channel where you started with golf, but you're really trying to, you know, and maybe this has changed, but you were trying to attract a lot of real estate, you know, clients for video. 
that seems like two separate audiences, but a lot of real estate agents golf. And they spend a significant more time golfing than most professions. And so there's a good overlap there. And I think part of it's like there's a lot of neighborhoods and golf courses, like around golf courses. So it just it makes sense like, hey, let's go play a round of golf where you potentially are buying a house or you have bought a house or you're selling a house. Like some of that makes sense. I, I, just an example. I don't work as a real estate agent, so maybe that's not true. But like it just seems to be a fit. So if you're talking about golf and you're talking about – you know, making content for your real estate business, someone potentially watch. Is it two different audiences? Maybe, but I feel like there's enough overlap there that it's okay. Um, someone else might be like, well, I'm really passionate about models, but my business is in marketing. It's like, I don't see any overlap there. Like just, just separate the two and do two different channels. Like it's, that's just not, not close enough. Um, Got it. So, but I mean, I, you bring up a good point. I think there's a balance there of what is the goal of this video? Is it to market and to get my name out there, get more people to know, like, and trust me? Well, then we need to make a long form educational video, teach people your secret sauce, you know, share the, share the good stuff. Do we want just face out there, face recognition, make some shorts, make some reels, make something that's going to be seen by a lot more people. And hopefully that leads them to the educational stuff. Do you need clients right now? Do the biz dev show where you interview someone who could be a good referral partner, maybe a potential client. You're interacting and building a relationship regardless of if the video actually gets views. So it's like, what's the goal here? What what are you trying to accomplish with this video? Is it a passion video? That doesn't really fit in here. Like we, we got to figure that out and that, that fits somewhere else. But if your video doesn't have a goal and you're just creating content to create content, you're wasting a lot of time and money in my opinion. Like you really, really need to be strategic because like you said, this is the best way to market your business, to be a name, to do all the things so many people are fighting so hard to do and to leverage it and grow that name in that business while you sleep. Like it's just, mm. it's a no brainer in my mind. Yeah, totally, man. Absolutely. I do have a question for you. So yeah. short form is not my game. <laughs> Suck at short form. Um, tips, tricks, things that I should be looking at because one thing that, I mean, we're both on YouTube. So YouTube shorts, obviously I think, but I feel like TikTok, Instagram, other platforms maybe are a little bit better or a little bit worse depending on, they're more extreme. Like on TikTok, I feel like I get no views or all the views on YouTube. Oh, it's kind of yeah. like, yeah. it's a little more moderate, but it's on the lower end. Reels probably again, really, really extreme. Like are there things that I can do, places I can post like tips for my short form, I, it's not really my game as much, but I enjoy making that content. So if I'm already going to make it anyway, then might as well be doing it well. Right. Um, yeah, I think it, it depends on the platform. So for example, um, at least for, uh, we'll talk about YouTube shorts. I think the title is, is super important because you want to be able to stop somebody from like, from scrolling. And I, and we mentioned this on the uh, channel before, YouTube's um, making more concerted effort to um, basically recommend the longer form content from the shorts and vice versa, mm -hmm. uh, which is great. Um, but, you know, based on my experience, especially working with uh, my clients is, um, you know, title is everything. So even if you have to make it a little like clickbaity to, to make someone to stop, uh, but you don't want to make it too clickbait where it's like... You, <laughs> You have just like this title that's just like over the top and then the yeah. video has nothing to do with it. Yeah. And that, that just pisses people off. 
or at least it pisses me off when, yeah. <laughs> when that happens. Um, but yeah, title is everything. And then also quick, a, when you say oh, title, do you mean title of the video or like text title in the video or both? Like what is both? Both. both. Okay. Yeah, both. So, um, you know, uh, Gary Vee is really good at having like the headline on top of the video. So mm-hmm. something like that. Um, a lot of my clients, we, we just kind of have a banner like the first three seconds and it drops off. So okay. I've tested, yeah, I've tested like banners for three seconds. I've tested the headline thing. Um, I've tested like floating text of a, of a title. Yeah. Um, and I, and I feel that the mo- the best performing is just having the headline, the entire, um, the entire video. Okay. Um, but yeah, just having that title there and then also having a title that's similar to that title within the video. It doesn't have to be exact, but something that's very similar. Okay. And then also I've tested doing hashtags in that title as well. As well. Oh, really? And I'm okay. just talking about YouTube shorts. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you could just put like, for example, a lot of my clients are real estate. So it's like, oh, real estate market update. So you could put like real estate market and then do use like the local hashtag. So like Seattle oh. real estate. Yeah, that, yeah. That's worked a lot. Okay. Um, so yeah, I've used, um, used those techniques, um, for Instagram, um, the description and then the hashtags are usually very important. Okay. That's something. And then also that, uh, the having like the headlines there, those perform extremely well. So just having some type of title on, especially on the cover photo, because you know, like on reels, you can go and scroll through and see. Yeah the better the title, the, the, the more than likely someone's going to stop. And what's great about reels is that, you know, Instagram is going to be pushing it to a lot of non-followers, meaning that you're going to get a lot more eyes, um, on the video. So it's super, super important to have some type of banner or something like that on, on your video, just so okay. uh, when, when someone comes on their feed or they see it, they can see that title and um, stop and click it. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I've yeah. been struggling a little bit with Instagram because I have so I have We Are Video Makers Instagram because I started that. I have my Muscular Style Instagram from a long time ago, and I have my Zach Mitchum Instagram. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm switching topics, but do I still use my Muscular Style channel? Do I just do it under Zach Mitchum? Do I like? I I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. That I don't know if you if Instagram's your platform, but been struggling with that yeah i i would i would play with trying to just do it all under one channel i think the zach okay. mitchum one is is pretty interesting because that what i'm noticing on what a lot of uh, creators are doing or influencers are doing now is that they're talking a lot about their hobbies oh, like okay. um, so like you know right Ry- as Pineda. a person yeah exactly so okay. like ryan Pineda, for example he did like a short about golf mm-hmm. like he's like these are the three reasons why i love playing golf and he talked about how he was able to establish rapport with uh you know current clients and future clients. I think the other one is like, um, you know, you're surrounded by a lot of like uh, high net worth individuals, especially like a country club, a country club setting. And then yeah. also he's, he's able to charge for it, like for his, uh, his little, uh, I think it's like golf with Ryan, like for a day or something like that. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that he's starting to, to utilize Bible verses mm-hmm. in his content as well. So he'll be like, I think he did something about that. I think it was that verse um, that Jesus was talking about um, not to worry like about like what you're going to eat or what clothes you're going to wear because, you know, uh, the Lord's always going to provide for you. So he kind of used that in context of people worrying, like in entrepreneurship, people like we're always worrying, we're always filled with anxiety. And I think that's pretty interesting because 
uh, one is really going to show that you're a more well-rounded person. You're not just all about like real estate or, you know, podcasting or whatever. You're yeah. a more dynamic individual and people re- tend to relate to that more. Um, and then at the same time, uh, yeah, because at the end of the day, it's all about creating a relationship, right? So like mm-hmm. when you're, yeah, I mean, for, you know, when you're dating your wife um, in the beginning, early stages of, of dating, I mean, you guys just weren't talking about one thing. Mm. one topic right i mean you guys are are pretty uh dynamic individuals so it's kind of the same thing there and i also noticed sean cannell is doing the same thing like with his Mm. um he's he's starting to implement a lot of like bible verses as well and just sharing a lot of his passion um so it's i I would say it's like 60 percent sharing your hobbies Mm. and then 40 percent you know business interesting okay do you want to share that yeah i think i'm going to swap my uh strategy there and just ditch the other two profiles and honestly i really don't i don't care on instagram it's not my platform i'm not gonna i do get some business from it because i've reached out cold to people on instagram but that's the only time it's not like someone saw my profile like oh hey i want to hire you it's like yeah maybe they're looking at my instagram profile after i message but it's really hard to keep up with so many profiles when it's really not that's not an active part of my strategy it's just I'm already creating the YouTube short. I might as well post it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, um, and then utilizing your stories as well, like posting stories, like, you know, being able to just, Hey guys, everybody, I'm eating this, uh, this organ meal this morning. (laughs) Heck yeah. (laughs) Or or something like that. Um, cause stories is just a good way just to build, build rapport with your current followers. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So being able to do those two things with, with Instagram. Test that out. Try it. Simplify the amount of <laughs> Instagram profiles I'm working <laughs> yeah. with. Uh, yeah, totally, man. Oh, I like that. We've chatted about a lot of different things. What, I don't know. What other struggles do you have? You're moving. Like We talked about this last week, and yeah. that's a huge change for you. So I feel like mm. anytime I have a big change, all of the other changes seem to like follow, and you're like, this is too much. <laughs> it's like, but I mean, it's like you're up, like you're getting out <laughs> comfortable routine and you're having to restructure and recalibrate a lot of things and it's like oh i've been meaning to change this i just didn't really have to and now i have to so what i want what do i want it to be or when you end up moving you get things like it'll just fall into some place whether it's the place you really want it or not like how are you how are you handling all that and like are there things changing your life that you didn't expect yeah like i mean in the big scope of things I mean, we're, we're not, it's not like we're moving, like if we were moving like coast to coast, then mm. yeah, I'd probably be like, oh man, this is like huge. But I mean, we're only moving like, like three hours away, I would say. So it's not too bad as far as like the business and things like that. Mm. Um, but, you know, with, yeah, it's funny that you say that, like when other changes come, you know, <laughs> like when a huge changes come, other things change as well. I don't know if it's like, cause your vibration is like set differently or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, like I would say um, business opportunities coming up. I, I wouldn't say like bad changes, but it's more like, oh, man, yeah. opportunities, um, people like you want to expect um, like coming up to you and be like, hey, you know, let's work together or, or like, you know, let, I, I'm thinking of uh, I have a plan in the works of doing this. Yeah. I want you to be on board sort of deal. So I'd say like, yeah, more like opportunities. And you're just like, oh, man, and like it's it's the timing is like per- is great. You know, because we're a lot more like, at least my family, we're like a lot more like mobile now. We're mm-hmm. not like 
locked down by this this mortgage. We're able to like rent it out and have them pay for a mortgage and we can just now be open to other opportunities. So I'm really, really excited about that. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. I think especially the, like you're, cha- you have a big change, but the things that you focus on, I feel like also change like the business opportunities. Like I always have that where it's like, Hey, cool. Like I, I hop on free calls frequently, um, just to help out. Cause whether they're people I knew before I, my business was doing really, really well, or just people I really want to help. Um, but I remember I was on a call with a guy and I, I remember at one point I was like, how like this person is killing it. Like just, I want to be there just totally demolishing it. And they were super confident. Like just every time we chatted, they were helping me roles reverse this last call where like I'm killing it and I'm doing well and they're struggling and they're like, ah, I just feel like I'm all over the place. Business kind of crumbling. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And one of the things I said was like, just give as much help as you can just do everything you can. And it'll come in. Like, I, I was like, I guarantee you in the next seven days, I'm going to get a client that I didn't expect because of mm. just giving help. What I didn't realize was that I actually got a message during that call of a customer, like someone wanting to start services that I'd been working on and hadn't talked to in like two weeks. And I was like, dude, that's here awesome. you go, man. Like yeah. <laughs> example, like I, I legit didn't, I didn't do anything differently except give some help and, you know, let the changes because I mean, everything and still everything's changing with how fast the business is growing, but just be okay with those. Like just roll with it and focus on where you want to be and make sure that you're not settling for where you are, but you know, always being a little bit better, but it's any change is hard, but yeah. Yeah. Totally. You're either changing or you're dying. So you might as well make good changes. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's it's all about perspective, man. All about perspective because it's like you could easily just, complain about it and dwell on it and like focus on the bad things like what can't happen mm-hmm. but it's like i think we we talked about this last week it's like ha- how like nine out of ten times you know your biggest worries don't happen mm-hmm. so it's like why why not just focus on the good that happens yeah you focus on the good and you get more good so like yep mm-hmm. it's only negative for you to focus on the negative. like it's the same energy it's the same energy. like it's just don't worry about it. Like, like yeah. you said that, that, like that Bible verse where it's like, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. As long as you're doing the right things. Right. Like mm-hmm. If you're starting businesses to go screw people over, like I would worry about it because you're, you're not doing the right <laughs> things. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I think this therapy session is, is, uh, is good. <laughs> the, one of my clients did a video recently and it was entrepreneurs need therapy too. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, That's so like, true. And I think the hard thing is, you don't need a normal therapist. You need a therapist that understands. And so like I, I have therapy every other week and it's, I have oh. autism spectrum disorder. And so that's part of the reason for it is because when you can't understand people's body language and your brain works differently, it's, it's hard to deal with people. Like almost anybody I've ever told them, like I would have never guessed, but I've had a lot of experiences in my life to kind of get through that. And I, a lot of therapy to like work on that, but she also runs a business. And so I can talk to her about my business issues and successes and things like that. And, I know that she understands it. It's not just like a, mm-hmm, cool. What? Like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, it's like when I talk about revenue increasing, getting more clients, she's like, that's, how'd you do that? That's awesome. And I mean, it's not me coaching her, but it's just like her letting me talk through some of the good things in my life and actually understanding. And even if you just find another entrepreneur, that's kind of either at your same level, a little bit ahead, a little bit behind that you can help. Like, I feel like all entrepreneurs need <laughs> therapy sessions just with oh, you know, just yeah. friends. Oh yeah, totally, uh, man. And, and I think even 
even if you don't really need therapy, at least someone to, to like vent to, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yes. someone who's kind of going through the same journey as you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's great that uh, you fa- you have found someone who owns a business who's probably been through the ups and downs. So mm-hmm. she knows a lot of what you're going through. And I think that's key because, yeah, like you said, if you're if you're talking to somebody who's just like clueless, yeah, has a doesn't even own a business, it's kind of like it's just going to be a waste of time. So, yeah, yeah it's it's, yeah, it's really good that you, you found somebody. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I mean, the sessions kind of our therapy as well. I think for both of us, like, it's just like, ah, I can get some of that frustration out and someone who understands who's either been there or is going through similar thing. It's like, ah, cool. Like I can do that. So yeah, totally. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you haven't already listened to some of the past episodes, I wanted to give you a couple of options. So here are a couple of guest episodes that you might like. On episode one, we learned how Sev grew to 1.1 million followers on TikTok. Episode three, how to make money streaming on Amazon Live. Episode five, we learned how Chris Doe grew to 2 million subscribers and what he would do if he were starting over in 2022. Episode seven is how an 18-year-old built a five-figure a month business on TikTok. And episode nine is how to grow and monetize your podcast. I hope one of those sounded interesting to you. If they did, I'll see you in the next episode. If not, make sure to go to the show notes and connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know who my next guest should be.